Hello and welcome to I Can Always Do Something Stupid. I'm Catherine and I am an inclusive and accessible yoga teacher and movement coach and I'm here to chat and talk shit about all the stupid things we do, think and say. How we let them limit us, define us, how human it is and how fun doing stupid shit can be. Nobody is perfect and growing up is overrated. So join me as we delve into all things stupid. In this episode, I am chatting to the all-round beautiful human, Jenny Jackson, the adaptive yogi from New Zealand. She is a body positive, inclusive and accessible yoga teacher. Her goal is to help you find connection, body peace and self-acceptance. She teaches in person and online, runs regular retreats and has many other beautiful offerings she will tell you about in the show. Shall we start with a limiting belief of yours? Why not? Start there. (laughs) Thinking that my body's not good enough for yoga or actual, not just yoga, any uh, kind of group movement. Actually, any movement. Any movement. (laughs) As it used to. So this is not a belief anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a used to. So you used to think you weren't good enough for any sort of movement. Yeah, like, I don't know about, I don't know if good enough is the right word, but, you know, wasn't able or, mm. you know, because I, I could never physically keep up with people when I was younger because um, the disability I was born with, I was always lagging behind, but I'd be there. So I wasn't completely like someone in a wheelchair on crutches and they I'm not saying that's better at all but they people will um mindfully include you because mm. you can see that you're quite different but mine was fairly invisible and I didn't even have a limp really when I was younger that only started in my 30s but I was just always behind and always found it really hard and I was kind of almost like an invisible disability that people couldn't see because I've had so many operations on my foot it looked quite straight and normal normal unless you look closely um so yeah i always just felt like i was left behind and then that kind of built into a belief that i wasn't really able to be a part of stuff that other people were doing and then i guess that carried on down to not believing that my body was capable or unfortunately worthy of being a part of all that i think that just built slowly over time from that experience and society yeah and so that stopped you from joining in even when you wanted to? Or yeah. did you just not even want to? I think you probably, yeah, I think there's a bit of both. <laughs> um, yeah, probably didn't want to for a while. And then I probably realised, I think, that it was worthwhile to give it a go. But felt super shy and self-conscious. And I don't know what kind of pushed me to do my first yoga class at a able-bodied studio. <laughs> Mm. where I stuck out but something did and then I found a strength a really deep strength to carry on and and just that first class just gave me that oh my god this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> that oh, yoga what is this I just felt so good so I think once I got that taste of wow I kind of slowly it wasn't overnight but that sort of feeling of nah you know put that all that bullshit aside and those limiting beliefs aside and just keep doing this so um, that kind of drives me still every day how old were you back then when that when you sort of had that moment it's quite good because it was around when I got married and 
luckily it's my wedding anniversary on Sunday, <laughs> so I know roughly 24 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, oh, how old was it? It doesn't tell you that, does it? Uh, 28. <laughs> I was 28. Cool. Yeah, okay, so that's... I don't know if that math works, but yeah, roughly yeah. a while ago. Yeah, so you sort of held out for a while before you decided to go to a, a yoga class. Do you remember yeah. what sort of yoga class it was? Iyengar. Oh. I know. And I started training as an Iyengar yoga teacher, would you believe? And then I had quite a full-on journey to having children, so that took me out of the training. So that was in my 30s, early 30s, so... Um, you couldn't train in the Iyengar system if you're pregnant. And I finally was pregnant um, and held the baby. So I stopped. And then after that, my life changed, as it does when you have kids. And things changed and shifted, and I just wasn't attracted to Iyengar anymore. So I, I went on into a different style of yoga. But, yeah, it was Iyengar was all I did for probably 10 years. Wow. No, maybe five or six. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh, it felt no, like a long time. God, I'm over 50 now. Everything's a long time. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, I was really into it for a while. I think that gave me a really good grounding and alignment. And then I went away from placing so much importance on that. But it feels like it's a really good grounding in the physical asana of yoga. Yeah, well, it would be helpful, especially when you're when you're dealing with not necessarily all able-bodied people to mm. be able to understand how to use props in different ways because not all yes. yoga teaches that. No, it doesn't. You're right. Yeah. And, yeah, having all the props was awesome and learning how to use them. But I think also when I look back now at those classes, there was nothing accessible about them except for the props probably, mm. but in the way that they were taught. So I really had to teach myself that. So I think that was a really good grounding. I had to really get creative and be strong and not um, allow the teacher to make me even because uh, they're so strict about their alignment in Iyengar, but my legs are different lengths. So it's, um, my hips are never going to be even. And so they had me stand on something to make them even, which actually threw me out. Oh. And it does, just didn't feel right. So I had to, you know, be strong and say, it's not going to work for me and you have to be okay with me not being in alignment. Um, so, yeah, I just learned a lot through through that that practice, so I'm sure. Well, admittedly, I've never done Iyengar, so I've only gone off what I've heard and right. that made me not really want to try it. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mainly because, yeah, I have a lot of body issues let's say that don't necessarily fit certain requirements <laughs> no I hear you <laughs> I hear you I do have a little bit of a ooh, shadow when I hear my younger now it's like oh but look it works for a lot of people and yeah. it's and it's an amazing system but yeah I hear you it's not um I, I'm sure some really good teachers have made it accessible yeah yeah It'd be interesting to try, actually, and I'm sure you'd find that in the States. There'd be some really good Iyengar-based accessible teachers. I think that's the beauty of becoming a teacher yourself is taking on board what things helped you throughout, you know, your journey into yoga and, yeah. and, and other movement modalities yes. and then finding what lights you up, finding your passion, yeah, finding the people that you want to work with and then 
doing more study, doing more training and, and, and yeah. just piecing together what what's going to work. Because, yeah, you might have your certain lineage, lily, lineages. <laughs> is that a word? Lineages. Lineage. Is that a word? Oh, God. I think we can make it a word. Certain <laughs> styles of yoga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that have let's say fairly strong belief systems around hmm. how you should do things. Yeah. And that is not going to suit everyone. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So we kind of yeah. need people like us <laughs> yeah. to help teach people like us. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's totally. Not, that's not super strict and gives yeah. you a bit of freedom to move in a way that yeah. feels right for you and all that sort of stuff. Yeah creativity connection and making room for your unique body yeah yeah so how do you Um, feel now with that limiting belief of not being able to do things do you feel oh it's pretty much gone yeah Um, (laughs) yeah it's not something that holds me back now but I do still have um at times being a, a teacher um I think this sort of crosses into this limiting belief a little bit. I do sometimes, not much now at all, but go, what the heck am I doing up here? <laughs> what am I doing up here? Uh, I'm disabled. I'm in a bigger body. What, what am I doing leading a physical class? But it's very fleeting now. So I just know that that's my rubbish um, conditioning, ego talking of my mind. And, and now I'm quite good at observing it with a little bit of a laugh. But at first it it scared the shit out of me <laughs> starting to teach and you know at first I thought that a lot but now that I've done it more and no one's throwing rotten tomatoes at me and um, ga- gaining students that are getting real benefits out of it that's slowly um, slipping away but it, it's a kind of fear the fear and do it anyway it has been scary because there's such a massive cultural belief of what a yoga teacher looks like yeah yeah so um, I feel quite proud of myself breaking that down, and I know you can relate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Frustratingly yes, so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's weird old, that um, you've got you this go. expectation of what a yoga teacher should look like, but then yoga students, they, they're almost trying to get the information out there like, oh, yes, the yoga teacher must look like this. But we're accessible to everyone. Everybody's welcome. But then we're not going to teach you <laughs> in a way that's yeah. accessible when you get in here because you should be able to do everything I can do. <laughs> yes, <sighs> I know. Oh, it is frustrating. You're right. In the old um, you know, conversation with people, what do you do? I'm a yoga teacher at the... the um, I don't know if you can see me. I'm doing the eye scan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the shock on their face. Oh, and they look me up and down. I'm like, hello, I'm here. Um, it's not really about the body, so I don't know why you're looking at my body. <laughs> but they seem genuinely shocked. Not everyone, but mm. a lot of people seem shocked. Yeah, um, yeah, I've had that. Not too often, but every now and then I get it when Pete, when students walk into the room. And they yeah. normally look past me, even though I'm at the front of the room and I welcome them into the room. Sometimes I'll look straight past me and look at if there's a skinny person in the room. Wow. And I'm then really they'll go, oh, are you the teacher? 
And then wow. they normally laugh and point at me and go, no, she's actually the teacher. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not just this friendly rando that's in the, in the room the welcoming the everyone to the space. Welcoming the whole, yeah. Yeah. Class, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that sad how that's happened? Oh, I think, you know, I don't want to say it is what it is, but it, it kind of is. <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if we. One class at a time. If we took offence to every person that that judged us on yeah. how we looked, we probably wouldn't leave the fucking house. You'd, you'd stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let yeah. alone going on your hikes or going to the gym or anything. It would stop you from doing yeah. basically anything. Yeah, it would. So it's, it's such a great thing to get past. And I know that a lot of people... A lot of people are stuck in it, so I really love to share the practices I believe that help me get out of it and get past it is, you know, yoga, connection, breath, meditation. Mm. Just 100% has, like, yeah, it's life-changing. So it's kind of helped me get myself out of my own way. Yes, <laughs> seeing your worth. to be scared and not share yoga. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> get it out there. More people need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that's a good thing about social media. I know there's a mm. we could we could go into whole whole fucking issues yeah. with it. But anyway, a good thing about social media <laughs> is we are actually seeing more and more diversity yeah. in the yoga space. Yeah, it's awesome, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I don't feel like I'm seeing it in the real in my country. I mean yeah. it's small here in New Zealand. Um I may, I, you know, obviously don't know every studio and every teacher, but I haven't generally seen it here. But definitely on social media, yeah, um, in America, you know, I see it a Australia lot. Australia and America, this <laughs> it's brilliant, right? It's everything. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> it a lot. Positives. Haven't seen it a lot here either. But you haven't, no. Right? Yeah, not personally. Mm. Um, I'm sure mm. there's there's the odd one out there, but yeah. Yeah. It's not a mainstream thing. It's almost like it has no. to be a boutique entity. Mm, niche. Yeah, yeah, very niche. Yeah. Like, oh, you wouldn't want to have diversity in a mainstream yoga studio or or mm. gym or anything because that, that would somehow discourage people from coming in here. So, mm. yeah, then people make their little niche boutique, mm. you know, offerings right. and studios and yeah. So that's the only place I've really seen it so far. Yeah. Um, but then, as as you said, I don't know every studio, every gym. Yeah. It, it might be out there more than we realise and those people might not be on social media. So let's hope there is a bit more of it Yeah. that we don't know about. But you kind of get a general feel for it, right? Yeah. Mm. But I feel like they're, and it could just be what we see, I feel like they're freaking everywhere in America. <laughs> Oh, there's another, there's another. Oh, God, I want to go and live there. There's Kirby Yoga, Pat Yoga on every corner. Yeah, seems that <laughs> yeah. way. But there's just so many people there that we're going to, and we obviously follow them, so it feels like it's yeah. constant, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's nice It's nice to see that they, it's not just about yoga, it's about living your life in your body, no yeah. holds barred. Like, why are you holding yourself back from living your life? Just because of whether you're disabled or in a bigger body, yeah. whatever it is, I, I love that people are showing themselves doing things. 
Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And because there's a whole mentality with a lot of people are still stuck in it that they'll do that thing when yeah. main thing is lose weight for a lot of people. And it's just really sad and limiting way to live. And it is cool to see people just getting out there doing it no matter what shape and size. I still, I get out and hike, but I'm so slow and I get really puffed, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, I think that's the beautiful thing about hiking is you don't need to be fast. Yeah, it's great, eh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, back before I had the chronic illness, I, I did Machu Picchu. And oh, awesome. I struggled hard with uh, altitude. <laughs> Right. So I honestly, I didn't think I was going to be able to do the hike, which was heartbreaking. Like I knew I was going to be suffering with pain, but the altitude really oh, knocked me, knocked you. me about. Right. So I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this four day hike. And I spoke to the the tour guide or whatever they're called, the guides that took us yeah. through. My, and I said, look, I'm not going to be fast. I've got knee and hip issues. I said, I can hike. I said, I'm just not going to be very fast. I'll probably be at the back of the pack. And at that point, I hadn't gone on the night out in the piss. <laughs> that actually helped with my altitude. I got Did went I out help? and oh, I don't fucking know. We went out and got so, so drunk one night. <laughs> well, That's everyone else right. got drunk. I drank yeah. a lot of tequila and other random things, and I actually felt a little bit better the next day. Better enough Perfect. that I thought I could go for the hike. <laughs> because before that, I was I could barely move like my head felt like it was going to explode oh, no. yeah and the, altitude. the altitude and the breathing I couldn't breathe at that height right. and I was quite fit yeah. and I was right. like oh my god I'm not fit what is wrong with me <laughs> oh classic it's just random mate. it just strikes yeah so anyway had a night in the piss and actually felt a little bit better yeah. And then spoke to the guides and they said, look, doesn't matter if you're at the back. We've got enough of us that we're going to have one at the front, one in the middle, one at the back. Brilliant. Turned out I was only at the back for, I think it was the first day because it was all, it was all uphill. <laughs> it was literally, I had my two, my two poles. sticks, my yeah. walking poles. Yeah. And I, I pull myself up each step with my arms. Wow. Be like, what? <laughs> Wow. One. <laughs> Just every step. And then I'd look and see the view and I had a friend encouraging me and I had one of the guides just, he'd be like, how are you doing? I'm like, awesome. I love stairs. And he goes, every time I ask you, you say you're awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's because I am, man. <laughs> so I struggled the entire way. Yeah. But. But you did it. It was honestly the most amazing thing I've probably ever done trip-wise. It was just insanely gorgeous. The beauty of walking slow is you got to see everything. Yes, yes, you get to soak up more. Yeah. So everyone Mm. at the front of the pack, they got there really fast. They didn't see shit. Mm. And then I I spent a lot of time on my own doing the walk. Yep, which is nice. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Well, I was in agony. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute freaking agony. <laughs> but you did it. That's I amazing. did it and it was brilliant. And like you could so easily have not. Oh, yeah. I could have caught right. the train and not fat, hated it. Sick. All that stuff. You had a lot of reasons not to. 
Yeah. And then when we yeah. got out of the altitude, I realized I wasn't unfit. It was just a bloody altitude because uh, I, I could suddenly walk up hills again. Woo! Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was God, just... As if you needed that. Yeah, it was really strange. It's a strange mm. feeling going up in altitude and just having... It is, a eh? Like yeah. all this pressure on your head and not being able to breathe. It yeah. was just... Yeah, and you can't do much about it except go down. Yeah. And they'd give you all their tricks, you know, chew on this, yeah. whatever it was, and it didn't do shit. Mm, <laughs> it just mm. didn't help. Mm. You and just I was... to get into more oxygen. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, fabulous, fabulous place to visit. Awesome. <laughs> if you want to give it a go. <laughs> it's on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love hiking. Yeah, so that sounds good. <laughs> It's hard, but it's hard. It's yeah. so hard. worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah, especially with your little device, you should be able to. Yeah. Do fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But, uh... Saw all sorts of people climbing it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and... Yeah, that's the cool thing I do notice about hiking. I love being by myself. So when you go slow, that's one of the bonuses. <laughs> it's like, go on, I'll meet you there. <laughs> it's really nice, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know how kids walk anywhere and they, they're, they're fascinated, fascinated by everything? Yeah. That's kind of how I walk. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, look, something shiny. Oh, that's a pretty colour. Oh, look at the cloud. Yeah, it's just constant. Yeah. And awesome. I, I'm like that when I walk my dog because she's constantly exploring. Of course, they exploring. stop and sniff and, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I got told the yeah. other day, they're like, you two look so relaxed. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And they're like, oh, she must be old. I went, no, she's just, she's a three-year-old with chronic pain with an owner with chronic pain. So, right. so ooh, you go together we don't, and we don't go fast. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I do think, especially with walking, I think it's huge. I think it's inspiring to share that. That's why I always share the pictures of my hikes to show people that you can do it and whatever whatever's going on in your body just take your time go slow just sort of stop you from getting out there because it's honestly like you said it's some of the best things I've ever done in my life is the hikes 100% I just so glad I pushed through and do it you know I really love to inspire and encourage others to do that because it's easy not to yeah and you get you more out of it than athlete. just this is a workout or whatever it's it's oh, not it's not yeah. about that it's about no just being out in that, that awe-inspiring scenery or even if it's just your local bush or beach, it's it just does so much for your energy and your soul. And I think it's um, all awe-inspiring awesome. in New Zealand, isn't it? Do you have any Pretty crappy much. views? <laughs> 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 you just walk out the door and go, yeah, that's the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the shit. Yeah, we just went for this little middle-of-the-day walk today with my mum in the bush and we're like oh my god how freaking awesome is this and we're in the middle of the city we're in the big smoke and um we've got this little pockets of bush everywhere and it's just yeah it's beautiful we're lucky here it's very very stunning and it's I think it's becoming a lot more desirable as each year goes by this country we're very very lucky it's awesome more desirable to you or to everyone I'd say to the rest of the world. Oh. 
um, just from our low population, you know, just all the big stuff that's happening in the world. It's not quite happening here. Mm. Um, we did really well with COVID up till the last few months. We've still got so much be beautiful, stunning scenery and we're not overpopulated or overpolluted and it just sort of feels like a bit of a little oasis down the bottom of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> In Hobbiton. It's nice. Yeah. I've never been there. <laughs> never been to Hobbiton. You haven't been? It looks so commercial. I think it's a hundred bucks to wander around someone's farm that's got a few doors in the trees. Bucks. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's really touristy, gimmicky. Wow. Just on someone's farm with a few of the facade sets, you know, for the. Yeah. No. So it's not actual hobbit houses that you can go into and. I think there might be one, but most of it's just the, you know, the fronting. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, obviously the actual house was in a studio or something. Yeah, no, it's a bit of a have. <laughs> God, you could do that You're in your own backyard. Be... Exactly. <laughs> so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make your own little pretend door. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can have like a little, uh, even like a little tree in a pot and you can put like a little fucking door on it and be yeah, get a really exactly. close-up shot of it going, look, I'm in Hobbiton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Actually, during lockdown... Um, some it started to be a thing i don't know if it was all over the country but it was definitely here so many people were walking in the bush and stuff there was heaps of that sort of stuff out little kids must have been out doing it putting their little doors on the bottom of trees mm. very cute very cute but all the scenery and all that's awe-inspiring when you say hobbiton so that's just a little bit of the movie but the rest of it for sure is all around very lucky <laughs> yes very very lucky yes. i've been wanting to come over there for years but now I feel like I have a friend in New Zealand. I want to go even more. <laughs> have you not been here? I've never been. Oh, my God, you naughty girl. I've almost been three times. <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> well, you're going to have to. <sighs> one hey. day. Yep, one day. Um, so I do retreats here. So I've got one this year and I'll be having them for years to come. So that's something you can look forward to maybe coming on a retreat for yourself. What else do you have on offer at the moment? Um, so on offer, I've got an online studio since COVID. So um, classes, weekly classes on there. Uh, I call them Curvilicious. So mm -hmm. um, sort of attracting and teaching to um, mostly women and bigger bodies, but not necessarily. Uh, it's really more about body peace, my style of yoga. So I've, I've learnt over the years that, that um, that war in your head with your body image, your body shape is not, you know, it's going on for everyone. <laughs> I used to work in a magazine company in my old life, my old corporate life, and um, nearly all of the women there in the lunchroom were having conversations about diets and not looking right. And to me, they just looked like magazine cover people. I just found that astounding. So I sort of really learned and then hearing other people talk, it's like, wow, everyone seems to have this war going on in their heads. So I just like to encourage people to start the journey to body peace. It's not necessarily a destination that you'll ever get to and be there all the time. But um, I just infuse it into my classes on connecting with their body and finding a place of peace, not necessarily body love. I feel like that's a huge big step to um, attain, especially if you've been beating up on yourself for many years. 
Uh, so just encouraging that connection and that feeling your breath and moving and what feels joyful for you and gratitude and all of those yummy things. So yeah, I have classes every week, um, some more dynamic and moving, some more completely restful, restorative. I love delivering yoga nidra. So the deeply relaxing practices, um, a sunrise class, and then I've got little mini short courses on just as an intro to all the other little aspects of yoga, like breathing and meditation. Uh, then I do a few little day retreats, and they're in person, so they're only good for local people. Uh, but I do a few little fun things online too, once a term, it's a bit of a connection, and we do facials and have a laugh and do a little bit of yoga. You do facials online? Yeah, it's really cool. So just before I get them to get their own stuff, it's really easy to get that stuff these days. These days. Um, it's because like, I've really never had a facial, so I have no stuff. idea. Oh, you never had one? No. That's brilliant. So we just have fun and you have the you have a little thing of um, warm water and you know your headband and your facial and you put it on and you all look like complete dicks <laughs> and it just gets everyone laughing and then you wash it off together and then maybe while you have it sinking in I might do a little sparkling joy meditation type thing and then we all wash it off and feel divine and then you've got this lovely smooth face and um, then you have a relaxation so it's just a bit of fun and a bit of yoga it's really cool so um yeah just doing all that sort of thing and attracting and people in and I do lots of one-on-ones do quite a few online people find that really useful I've got quite a few students with MS seem to be sort of attracting students with MS and spinal cord injuries so I also have a wheelchair class where it's designed specifically for people in a chair and I really love working with those people it's awesome it's amazing all the benefits they get out of practicing yoga with a similar sort of belief to start with not thinking they could do yoga because they're in a wheelchair but there's just so so much we can do so uh, I really love that too and that one's online as well the wheelchair class yeah so that's kind of what I've got going on at the moment all sorts of different little things to dip in or out of that sounds really lovely lots of nice yeah. beautiful offerings there yeah, and nice. where can people find you so I've got a website, www.theadaptiveyogi.co.nz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's my business name, The Adaptive Yogi. Um, so it's all on there. All my uh, contacts, it's probably just the easiest way to get in touch with me if, if you want. And my schedule and my online video library. So I've got a pretty extensive library full of classes. I think there's about 60 there now. Nice. And yeah, so there's a handful, I'd say probably about 10 of free ones. So if anyone wants to go and check those out and do some at their own time and pace, feel free to grab those and uh, supplement your practice. So yeah, I've got um, quite a bit on just all on my website. Very nice. Yeah, and I guess Instagram and Facebook, but it's all the same name, yeah. The Adaptive Yogi. Yeah, one day we're going to collaborate Totes. and do something, do something yeah. brilliant. Yes. We just haven't totally. figured it out yet. We'll get there, even if it's facial. Oh, God. <laughs> facial yoga. There is yoga. There you is actually a that. face yoga. Yeah, no, there's face yoga. Um, have you ever looked at laughing yoga? Have you ever done it? No. You don't need to. You probably just don't. Anyway. I just laugh enough as it is. <laughs> I know. No, I've seen. I love about your face. <laughs> I have. Good laugh. I, I got asked early on if I'd 
consider being a laughing yoga teacher. Oh, and you I, did? I then looked it up and it was a hell no from me because it's just... <laughs> it contrived? Yeah, it looks so weird. And because obviously she's like, but everyone would love your laugh because mm. supposedly it's contagious. But no, it's just... It, two, yeah. There was two different sorts that I saw. One was where they like clap and go, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. and I'm just like, no. Nah. And then there was another one nah. where they were like walking around the streets laughing and going up to people clapping and laughing. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is just screaming it's cult to me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, it is a bit like <laughs> I must admit, so I thought the same thing, but I was at a festival and I thought, you know, open your mind through the barrier. And I went and I was standing there going, oh, God, I feel like such a dick. This is ridiculous. And then something happened. (laughs) And I clicked over that and then, oh, my God, just it becomes natural. So it looks really goofy and weird and stupid but then once you get into it you end up actually laughing and it just feels so good okay never teach it (laughs) ever never never yeah i don't don't think it's for me to teach i might i might participate in it one day but yeah once i must say i've only done it once (laughs) yeah and i probably would once just to see See what what it's it's like like. but no it's not like I mean, a lot of people come to my classes anyway and laugh. So exactly right. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah, is yeah. just uh, everyone's coming in having fun. Yeah. And yeah, we're sweet. I don't need to do the. <laughs> yeah, do the tendy stuff. <laughs> blah, blah, yeah, some blah. of my my best teachers are so funny. <laughs> so funny i love it i love funny yoga teachers <laughs> my two trained ones that i did most of my training off just always joking and laughing it's awesome brilliant yeah although yeah. i got picked on uh, my sense of humor in my teacher training did you yeah so one teacher told me to stop trying to be funny and oh. to and my thing was is i wasn't trying to be funny <laughs> I didn't know what she was referring to. And then another oh, teacher, right. yeah, like another that. teacher yeah. goes, you're so naturally funny. It's great. And I went, I, I, I didn't know what they were talking about because I'm like, right. once again, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be funny. So I didn't know what I was saying that was funny, but it was supposedly it was just the way I talk because ah. I did this teacher training in the city, in Sydney city. Right. Uh, in Bondi, really to be exact, there. bit oh more prov- gosh, okay. yeah. bit more pretentious place. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and then I'm a Westie that says shit a lot. So yeah. I don't know if it was the fact that I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it was just the way I spoke. Yeah, classic. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe I did say some funny shit. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I wasn't trying to be funny, and no. I know that. When I do teach, I do say some funny shit. And it's not that I'm even trying then to say funny shit. <laughs> it just comes no, out of my it mouth. <laughs> it's brilliant. There is a lot of uh, sometimes, I don't know if stigma is the word, or 
this sort of that yoga is quite serious you know yeah so your trainers might have been coming you know they might have been a bit taken aback by that because there's you know sometimes can get so serious yeah ultra spiritual and Mm. yeah Mm. i mean there was some good funny teachers there but it was just funny to get the feedback. Yeah. One saying it was great and another saying I've got to stop trying to be funny. Stop trying. Yeah, classic. And that same teacher that told me to stop trying to be funny <laughs> at my final, yeah, yeah, your final assessment, your practical assessment, she goes, I just love your natural sense of humour. And I'm just like, what the fuckity fuck? And I sure as shit wasn't trying to be funny (laughs) during my practical assessment. I was like shitting my pants. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not a funny time. No, but supposedly I was entertaining. Oh, dear. So I don't know if it's just sort of gone from there and I just keep. Yeah. I don't know. I think people appreciate it. Yeah. I think people appreciate realness. Yeah. Like just being yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I say, there is a bit of a stigma around the seriousness of yoga, so it's nice to um it's nice to sort of just break out of that now and again. Yeah. But then if if honestly, if people want a really super serious teacher, they're not coming to me. They'll find their serious teacher. Yeah. Like if they come to me and they go, mm, she's not serious enough, then yeah, move on. I'm not gonna pretend to be serious. No. Like if I'm teaching yin or something i might be a bit more serious because it's the style that you're quiet and you're yeah going into that self-contemplation all that sort of stuff but if it's a if it's an energetic flowy class i am not going to be super serious yeah (laughs) just nice you want to keep the energy up and enjoy yourself and move and explore and do yeah. a little shimmy in there and, you know, see how it feels like. Just, yeah. yeah, if you want something super serious, there's other teachers for you. <laughs> totally. Plenty yeah. more. What did I hear a great saying the other day? Um, I think it was Diane Bondi. You know Diane Bondi, yeah. eh? Of course. Yeah, I think she's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know the queen. <laughs> um... <laughs> um Something about the amount of yoga teachers there are. And um, what was he saying? Something like, I could go into a Whole Foods and throw a dime and hit, and you'll hit a yoga teacher. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm making so a snippet so of this and I'm going to tag her in it <laughs> just so she can hear your accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant because it wasn't terrible. No. She's not even American and I tried to do an American accent. It's like a, a is it like a Texan or something accent? I don't even know what that is. I'm sorry, Diane. Don't snip at it. I, I so want to snip at it. Let me snip at it. That's me. I think it'll be great. She'll get a good oh, laugh out of it, I'm sure. Yeah, because it's really bad. And I probably didn't even say the saying right. Possibly not. But I thought it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, it's it's Basically accurate. Saying there's so many yoga teachers and just finding the right one for you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's so many yoga teachers that aren't even teaching yoga. There's that. There's that. So, but there's a whole bunch of us out there's there. That too. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've got to get one that's actually working. 
working. Yeah, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to work. Trying to work, trying to build up a yeah. business, all that sort trying of stuff. Trying to hustle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, all right. I've probably got to let you go, eh? I do have to move on. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. coming on. It was lovely chatting yeah. with you. Cool. Awesome chatting with you. Always. <laughs> what was that first time we chatted? I think it was about a couple of hours. I'm like, holy shit. That just flew by. Yeah, it was something like that. So yeah. you're welcome anytime in New Zealand, young lady. <laughs> Thank now you. Because you have a friend here. well that's us done for another episode of i can always do something stupid if you enjoyed it i'd appreciate a rate and review or share the love on your socials and make sure to tag me at catsim.moves also follow me there for some podcast bonus content snippets updates and all things yoga and movement and how to make it all accessible If you have any fun, stupid things you love to do or anyone you would love to hear on the podcast or maybe you just want to say hi, DM me. I would love to hear from you. Until next time.